are dealing with the subject of stress today. Stress is a, a major issue, a major problem in, in our world today. As a matter of fact, how many of you would be transparent? How many of you would be honest this morning and say, Pastor, even today, I'm dealing with an unhealthy amount of stress in my life. How many would say, man, that's me. I mean, hands are going up and crawling. Yeah, yeah. Stress, stress, stress. I mean, we all deal with this thing called called stress, and it's just running rampant in our fast-paced society. I, I found this very interesting. The Mayo Clinic claims 80 to 85 percent of their total caseload is due directly to worry and anxiety. Many experts say that coping with stress is the number one health problem of our day. Medical science has closely tied worry to heart trouble, blood pressure problems, ulcers, thyroid malfunctions, migraine headaches, and stomach disorders. Around 25 million Americans have high blood pressure due to stress. 8 million have stomach ulcers. Every week, 112 million people take medication for stress-related symptoms. I'd venture to say that some of you are on some medication due to stress-related symptoms. Because of stress, many people have difficulty sleeping. They cry uncontrollably. They experience shakiness. Many people overeat. They get drunk and use drugs. Many people are hostile because of anxiety. We've seen people in in the newspaper walk in and, and, and unload a gun in a workplace on a campus. Stress is running rampant in our world today. And friend, understand this. Unhealthy stress will affect every area of your life. Unhealthy stress will affect you personally. It will affect your family. Unhealthy stress will affect your friendships. Unhealthy stress will even affect your spiritual life. And we all deal with stress in one way or another. And we need to look for some biblical solutions today to deal with this thing called stress. What I want to do today is give you five secrets to stress reduction. Five secrets to stress reduction. Number one is this. If you want to reduce your stress load, you need to understand the principle of identification. The principle of identification. You see, so many people are stressed out because they allow their ambitions to overreach their abilities. And part of of maturing is learning to assess your strengths and your gifts honestly. And you know what you and I have to do? We have to come to grips with what our gifts and our abilities are, or, or we're going to live a stressed-out life trying to be something that we're not. And so many people do that very thing. They try to be something they're not. They try to accomplish dreams and goals that they're not even gifted and talented and, and have the ability to, to accomplish. Matter of fact, I, I talk about this every single year because it bothers me so much. I, I always wanted to be a singing preacher. It just bothers me that I can't sing. I mean, tis so sweet. That's about as good as it gets right there, church. That's why I don't lead worship. I mean, I just don't. But I've always wanted, I always desired to, to be a singing preacher. It doesn't matter if I take lessons. It doesn't matter what I do. I just can't sing. I'm not gifted. I can't, I'm not going to ever cut a, an album on, on singing. You can just count on that. And one of our, our pastors, our executive pastor, he always makes fun of me about this. When I was in, in high school, I was the vocal music president in high school. Oh, yeah. I was something else. That's what they do in small schools. You know, I graduate with about 50 people in my class, so they just put anybody and make them the president of anything. You know what I'm saying? But, but I'm not gifted or talented in that way. And some of you, there are areas in your life you're not gifted and talented in, and yet you're stressing out trying to be something that you're not. 
you know, let me just be real honest about myself. I'm only really good at about one or two things. That's about it. I'm only really good at about one or two things. Some of you are looking at me like, really? Oh, you are too? You just want a minute, yeah? You're not good at everything like you think you are. Oh, Pastor, oh, yeah, I'm good. I can paint. I can write poems. I can sing. I'm good at technology. I can fix up. No, you can't do all that. You just think you're good. If you was that good, they'd pay you. But nobody pays you because you're not that good. And we stress out trying to do things that we're not gifted or, or talented to do. And the scripture just, just relieves relieve some stress from us when we understand what the Bible says in Romans chapter 12 and verse number 6. The Bible says we have different gifts according to the grace given us. In other words, God has given each and every one of us different gifts. You don't need to feel bad that you're not like your neighbor and you don't have the talents that your friend has. Listen, God's wired you and given you different gifts and different talents, and you can be okay with that. He says, goes on to say, if a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. I love this. Listen, it's okay. We all have different gifts. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. God and his providence and his, in, his, in his wisdom, he's given us all different gifts and different abilities. And you're going to live a stressed out life if you try to be something that you're not. And you know what? I'll be honest about my, my own life. I, sometimes I, I wish I had some different gifts in my life. Being a pastor of a church, I, I wish I had some, some gifts that, that, I, that I don't possess. Matter of fact, one of the gifts that I don't possess and I wish I did was, was that last gift the Bible mentions in, in that portion of Scripture. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. And I just wish I, I had more of a mercy gift. And, and I don't. I, I wish I did. I just struggle with that. I, matter of fact, that's why I don't, I don't do any counseling. I, I tried in the, in the early days. I met with a couple of folks, and, and they didn't want to meet with me anymore because I just, I mean... I just say, hey, oh, you t- tell me what the problem is. I've heard enough. If you stop doing that, you won't have that problem anymore. Yeah, I mean, I'll fix it for you. Let's pray in Jesus' name. Go, be blessed, stop it, and you won't have that problem. It's over, it's done. What do we need to talk about? I mean, I, I, am, I don't know why. I just don't, don't, don't have that mercy, that mercy gift. And, and I can try to fake it and act like it, but, but, but I, I struggle with that. And it's okay. I have to just come to grips that that's just not how God, how God wired me. Matter of fact, you know another gift I wish I was good at? I wish I was good in the hospitals. But I'm a wimp in hospitals. Matter of fact, I just, I don't know why when I see something blood, I, I just get nauseous. And matter of fact, there was a, a time I, my, my wife's grandfather got kicked in the head by a horse in Wisconsin. And, and we went to, to see him. It was a tragic thing. He ended up passing away because of got kicked in the head by a horse. And, and we were in the hospital and and everybody knows that I'm a reverend and a, and a preacher and a man, man of God. And we're in there and, well, you know, they want us to pray. And, man, I'm praying. We're praying to prayer of faith and, and believe in God. And I'm looking at man, and, and his head just look, looks horrible, the trauma that, that he's just experienced. And, and I begin to get weak in the knees and kind of fall out. And they, they kind of carry me. They carry me to a room, put me in a bed. I'm laying out, and I, I kind of come to, and they're, they're putting watering cold cloths on my head. A nurse is checking my pulse. I mean, you thought I got kicked in the head. I mean, you thought, what? 
I don't know why. I, 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 I'm just not wired that way. I get really nauseous. And listen, some of you in your life, you're trying to do things you're no good at. You're stressing out because you've got goals and that you don't have the ability or the talent to accomplish them. And you're going to live a stressed out life unless you grab a hold of the principle of identification. God's given us all different gifts and abilities. Point number two, there's a, a second key to to stress reduction, a secret that I want us to grab a hold of. Number two is this, the principle of dedication. The principle of dedication. That The people who are the most stressed out in life are people who don't know what they're dedicated to. That they spend their entire life responding to pressure and responding to people. And here's what I know about your life. If you don't decide what's important in your life, people will decide for you. Your life will either be driven by pressure or people or priorities. I know this about your life today. Something's driving your life. That's not the issue. Is something driving your life. I know something is driving your life. The real issue is what is driving your life. Is, is pressure driving your life? Is people, the wants and, and wishes of people, driving your life? Or is priorities driving your life. And if you let people and pressure drive your life, you will live a stressed out life. Let me give you an example of, of, of people who, who had down the principle of dedication. We, we can find this over in Acts chapter number six in verse number one, as we're looking at the, the early church and, and the apostles. The, the Bible says, in those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the Grecian Jews, now notice the people, they, they were having a, a people problem, problem that, that they could have responded to the needs of, of the people. The Grecian, Grecian Jews among them complained against the Hebraic, Hebraic Jews. So now they've got some complaints that the pressure, that there's pressure and, and there's people that they could respond to, they complained against the Hebrew Jews because the, their widows were, were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Notice they had some priorities. There's pressure from people, and yet they stick and say, we've got some priorities. It's not that that's not important. There's just some other things that's more important. Verse 3 says, brothers, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom we will turn this responsibility over to them notice this verse 4 and and we'll give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word i want us to glean two two lessons here N- number one is this the apostles have their life organized around some god-inspired goals I mean, that's, that's very obvious that, that they were dedicated to some things. I mean, there was pressure from the people. They were complaining. There was some legitimate needs, but they said, hey, hey, there's some things that we're dedicated to. There's some things that we're committed to, and we've got our life organized around these goals. Can I encourage you to do something? Get your life organized around some God-inspired goals. Here's what I know. You have to plan your priorities, or you'll respond to people and to pressure. You have to be dedicated to some things. For me, I, I've got some goals. I've got some things I'm dedicated to. I'm dedicated to Christ, and, and I want to serve the Lord all the days of my life, and that's a priority in my life. I'm dedicated to my wife. I'm committed to her. 
I'm dedicated to, to my kids, to raise my kids in, in the fear of the Lord and to, to love them and spend quality time with them. I'm dedicated to pastor and, and to lead people's church. And I'm dedicated in that order. That, that's the order that, that my, I, I allocate my time and, and how I spend my, my energy. I, I'm dedicated to some things. And let me ask you, what are you dedicated to? Do you find yourself just responding to pressure and the people? And if you do that, you'll find yourself stressed out. The apostle said, we can't handle that. We can't do that because we're dedicated to some things. Now, there's a second lesson that I, that I want us to grab a hold of. Number two is this. The apostles stayed focused on their goals. They stayed focused on their goal. In other words, they didn't get easily distracted by people or pressure. Can I tell you, it would have been easy to get distracted as there, there was real pressure and, man, you... I mean, there's real sympathy. I mean, these ladies are, are widows, and they've lost their husbands, and, and there's a real need there, and there's complaining in the camp, and, and the natural tendency is to jump in the middle of it and say, I better take care of this problem. But they said, no, 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 no. We can't get distracted. We can't get our eye off the prize. And so many people, and, and I've been guilty of this as well, you get distracted, and you get your eye off the prize. And, and here's what I've learned. Here's a valuable lesson to grab a hold of. Every door that opens isn't God. Oh, Pastor, i got an open door. That's because the door opened. That means you need to go through it. Every door that opens, it, it could be a distraction that's stopping you from accomplishing your God-inspired goals. Listen, you have to learn to say no to what's good so you can say yes to what's best. And so many people spend their lives saying yes to what's good. Well, it's a good thing, and there's another good thing, and there's another good thing. And they say yes, 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 and they find themselves overcommitted. And they're stressed out because they're responding to people and pressure and good things instead of the best things. Matter of fact, when I find myself the most stressed out is when I overcommit myself. When I say yes to things that are good, but they're not the best, and my schedule gets crammed full of good things and not the best things, and I find myself overwhelmed and stressed out. I used to travel full-time before we started the church and speak around the nation at different churches and events and and, and so I still have an opportunity, and calls come in for, to speak out. And, and you know what I did to myself earlier this year? I, I scheduled too many events on my calendar. And literally, I looked at my calendar in January or February, and I said, what have I done to myself? I mean, I literally got the cold chills and thought, what did I do to myself? And two or three months before I even had to go, I was already stressed out because I overcommitted myself. I was doing good things, but I wasn't doing the, the best things. You know, when I, I find myself overcommitted, I, I, I get stressed out. I, I look at my calendar sometimes on Sunday afternoon after, after church. I'm home re relaxing, and, and I look at my week sometimes. And you know when I feel stressed out is when I, I accepted too many appointments, and I, I got this lunch appointment, and I got this meeting, and I got this appointment, and I, and I got this appointment, and yet I still got to study, and I got I to pray. I got I to leave the church. I got to make some critical decisions, and yet I'm too bombarded with good things. That's distracted me from, from the best things, and I find myself stressed out. And some of you, you you're there today. The reason you're dealing with stress in your life is you're overcommitted. You're doing a lot of good things, but you're not doing the best things. And you've got to stay dedicated and focused on some God-inspired goals. There's a, a third thing that I want us to look at today, a third secret to stress reduction. Number three is this, the principle of delegation. This is good. The principle of, of delegation, because one of the reasons we, we, we live under so much stress is many of us think the whole world depends on us. How many of you have, have ever said this or even thought it? Well, if it's going to get done right, i got to do it. I mean, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. 
You say things like, well, I have to bear the entire responsibility. You, you think I have to carry the entire load. And when you're carrying too heavy of a load, you will experience stress. I want us to look at a, at, at a biblical character who was carrying too heavy of a load and was on the verge of, of burnout and, and on the verge of, of dealing with unhealthy amount of stress. Look with me in Exodus chapter 18. Verse number 13, the Bible says the next day Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people. And they stood around him from morning till evening when his father-in-law saw all. Everybody say all. Notice that he saw all that Moses was doing for the people. He was doing it for the people. When I say this next statement, there's going to be a name or two that pop into your mind. When I say this statement, because there are some people in your life that are, are killing you and killing your life and killing your relationships. You're doing some things for the people that are not good for you. And that's what was happening to Moses. He, he, he was doing some things for the people that wasn't good for Moses. And his father-in-law says, what is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone? Moses, here's the issue. It's not that we don't minister to the people. Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening? Moses answered him, because they come to me. And, and I love this. Mo Moses kind of had what many of us struggle with. He had this Messiah complex. I mean, come on. We've we all been there, you know, where it's like, I got to take care of it. If I don't do it, it ain't going to get done right. And here goes Moses. I love his response. Moses, why are you doing it? Because the people come to me. Because you know, I'm the man now. You know that. I'm the man. They come to me to seek God's will. Because, you know, I'm spiritual. And I know God. And I hear from God better than anybody. And they come to me. And, and you know when you're real spiritual, you say they come to seek God with a D. I mean, you know that God. They come to see God's will from, from me because I'm the man. Verse 16, whenever they have a dispute, it's brought to me. And I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and laws. And I love what Moses' father-in-law said. And we all need somebody in our life like this. Moses' father-in-law said, what you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. And Moses had to learn the art of delegation. And, and I want to say to some of you, I may not talk to all of you right now, but, but I want to say to, to some of you today the same advice that Jethro gave Moses. The work is too heavy for you. You can't handle it alone. You must learn to, to delegate to trustworthy and responsible people are you going to live the rest of your life stressed out. I, I've had to learn that in, in my own life, just, just some practical examples. And, and I don't know what arena in your life that you need to delegate in, but, but I believe the Lord's going to help you and going to speak to you and going to show you some things you can get off your plate so that you don't live a stressed out life. For, for me, I, I've always paid the, the bills in, in our house. And, and two or three years ago, I can't remember the exact time frame, you know, I just turned it over to my wife, and, and she now pays all the bills in the house. And that was tough for me because I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at the financial arena and, and money management. And so it was just tough to, to turn that over to my, to my wife. But you know what? My wife does a better job than I do with that. 
because he's a lot more organized than me. I'm just not real organized, and I'm the kind of person, we always pay our bills on time, but I'm the kind of person, it takes me 30 minutes to find the bills. You know what I mean? Where did I put them? Baby, did you move them bills? What, what did you do? I'm trying to find the bills. I mean, I'm just not organized. My wife, she's organized, man. She's got everything in files and got a folder for everything, and her stuff's on the computer. She, she's organized. She does a lot better, and it's, it, and it's just relieved stress out of my life. Learn to delegate. Here at the People's Church, we, I've delegated, and, and we've put together a management team to run the daily operations of the church. And I was trying to do all that and, and leave the church. And now we have an, our executive pastor, Josh. And I don't even attend staff meeting anymore. I just meet with our executive team, our management team, uh, once a week and pour into them and get updates. And, and Josh runs the staff meeting. And, and Brian, our, our programming director, worship pastor, he runs everything that happens in, in the auditorium. And I just had a, you know, and that's tough for me. I mean, you know, we all got a little Messiah complex. You better bring it to me. Let me talk. Let me make the decision. And now I don't know half what's going on. But it's been the best thing for me. Matter of fact, the video you saw last week, the first time I saw it was when the church folks saw it on Saturday night. I mean, because just, I've just learned to delegate and let some things go. And you know what it's done? It's, it's reduced my, my stress load. What area in your life are you stressing out in because you've got a Messiah complex? Because you won't delegate to responsible, loyal people. Listen, if you'll learn to delegate, it'll reduce your stress load. There's a, a fourth principle that I want us to look at today. Another secret to stress reduction. Number four is the principle of relaxation. The principle of relaxation. M many people, many of you today, you're, you're stressed out because you have a problem resting. You just won't rest. And it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how important you may be or think you may be. Everybody needs to rest. Everybody has to pull away and get some rest. You know, it's very interesting. E even the disciples, and, and let me tell you, the disciples who Jesus handpicked, they were pretty important people. The, the, the disciples, they, they had a pretty important job of working for Jesus and advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ. I mean, they were important people. And even they had to pull away and, and get some rest. The Bible says in Mark chapter 6 and verse number 30, Jesus said, the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then because so many people were coming and going, they did not even have a chance to eat. He said to them, notice what Jesus says, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Notice what the scripture says. It says the people were coming. The, the, the disciples had just got back from a major ministry mission of ministering to people, seeing lives transformed. And they come back and they report to Jesus. And yet the crowds have followed them. And there, uh, there, there's a lot of people gathered around them that need to be ministered to. No doubt there were people who needed the gospel preached to them. They needed to be healed. They needed to be set free. And, and th th there's needs and concerns there. And yet Jesus said, fellas, not now is not the time to minister. I know there's people. I know there's needs but right now you need to pull away and rest that's mind-boggling to some of you that the people were there and they had needs concerns and problems and jesus said friends there's a time to work and there's a time to rest and if you're going to be effective for the long haul disciples you got to learn to pull away and rest right now don't respond to the people don't respond to the pressure you got to have some priorities in your life and one of your priority has to be to learn to rest. Some of you in this place, you're stressed out. You're overwhelmed. You're not sleeping good. And one of your problems, you're not resting. You're overworking your body. You're overworking your mind. And you're stressed out. 
I preached a whole message on this, on the, doing 10, the countdown begins on the Ten Commandments. One of the Ten Commandments is honor the Sabbath day. Take a, one day off every single week and get some rest. Let me just say to some of you, listen, enjoy life. Take time to enjoy life. Some of you, you're not enjoying life. You're just pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. Rest. L- learn to relax. Learn to have some fun. Learn to chill out. Come on, some of you need to loosen up. You, you look stressed right now. Loosen, come on, shake a little bit. Come on, shake with me. Come, don't make me look like a fool by myself. Come on, shake a little bit. Come on, some of you need to loosen up, man. You wound way too tight. Life's not that serious, man. Chill out. Relax. Come on, listen. You got to learn to laugh at yourself. I laugh at myself all the time. I do a lot of stupid stuff. I just laugh at myself. Some of you got to learn to laugh at yourself. You know, the best thing you can do is learn to laugh at other people. I love to laugh at people, man. I just learn to... I laugh at half of y'all. Look at you just laugh. You got to learn a lot. Some of you are way too serious. You got to learn to enjoy life. You got to learn to laugh. You got to learn to chill out. You got to learn to rest. There's a time to work and work hard, but there's a time to rest and rest hard. Here's what the scripture says about just being joyful and cheerful and laughing. The Bible says in Proverbs 17 and verse number 22, a cheerful heart does good like medicine. Just like you take that pill for your heart. Just like you take that pill for your high blood pressure. Just like you take that shot of insulin for your diabetes. A cheerful heart is good like medicine. Some of you got to learn to laugh and relax and enjoy life. Matter of fact, let's just practice this together. Just look at your neighbor, look at their hair, and just start laughing. Go ahead, go ahead. Let's laugh at them. Just laugh, laugh. Laugh your head off. Laugh. That's right. Just laugh at them. Now stop now before they pinch you. Stop. I mean, that's enough. But you got to learn. You're wound way too tight. Wait, life's not that serious. Relax. The whole world's not dependent on you. Relax. Relax. Enjoy life. Number five, there's a, a fifth principle that we need to learn today to reduce our stress level. Number five is this, the principle of meditation. The principle of meditation. Friends, if you want to keep your stress level under control... You need to spend daily time with God. So simple, but will revolutionize your life. Church, you have to learn to take your concerns, to take the pressures of life, to take your problems to God through prayer. Here's here's a little secret. Here's a little secret. Prayer brings stress reduction. Prayer brings stress reduction. Here's what I know about you. Here's what I know about me. Whenever we're feeling overwhelmed, whenever we're stressed out, there's been a disconnect in our relationship with our Heavenly Father. Because whenever we have a wonderful prayer life and we're taking our prayers and concerns to Christ, our stress level will reduce. This scripture just jumped out at me in a brand new way this week. It's a very familiar portion of scripture that that I know very well, but for whatever reason, it just jumped out at me in a a new way this week. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4 and and verse number 6, do not be anxious about anything. And boy, I'm not there yet. I'm still working on that. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your request 
to God. With everything, everything, take your problems, your, your concerns, the pressures of life to God. And notice what, what, what the scripture said. There's going to be a heavenly exchange as you exchange and give God your burdens and, and your problems and, and your stress. Notice what verse number seven says. God's going to give back to you and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It transcends all understanding. I, I call that a crazy peace. It's a peace that doesn't make any sense at all. You see, here's what the, the Scripture says. The Scripture says, yeah, at your workplace, you're stressed out and you're not meeting the quota and, and you're not, and, and you, the boss is acting weird and, and you got pressure from, from, from some of the other employees and, and things are not working and you got a lot of stress. And Jesus said, listen, 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 if you'll take that and you'll unload that on me and you'll give me that pressure and you'll give me those problems and you'll give me that stress, he says, listen, I'll, I'll give you peace. The problems are still there, but there's a peace that doesn't make any sense at all. And your stress has went down because you've learned to take your problems to the Lord in prayer. And, and things in your family are, are chaotic and the kids are acting, acting weird. And, and things are a little rocky between you and, and your spouse. And, and you don't know what's going on with the in-laws. And, and there's family problems over there. And, and, and problems are all around. And yet you say, listen, listen, I'm going to take that. And I'm going to unload that to God in prayer. Give him those problems, that pressure, these concerns. And God said there's going to be a heavenly exchange when you do that. And I'm going to give you back peace. And problems are still all around in your family. And you're the, there's a crazy peace that doesn't make any sense at all. And your stress level has been reduced because you've learned to take everything to the Lord in prayer. You see, here's the truth, friends. Christ wants to recharge our spiritual, our emotional, and our physical batteries. But it only happens when we learn to come to him. And you know what happens to me and to you is, is we try to handle the pressures and problems of life on our own. And we find ourselves overwhelmed, stressed out, and burned and down. You know, there, there are times in my life where, where, where I'm leaning hard on God and I'm depending on my Heavenly Father. And there are other times in my life where, where there's a problem or there's a concern and, and I'm trying to take care of myself. I, I can handle this on my own. I can work this out. And I find myself overwhelmed and stressed out because I'm not going to the Lord with everything in prayer. Prayer brings stress reduction. I think Jesus says it best in Matthew chapter 11 and verse number 28. He says, come to me. I realize you think you can handle it on your own. I realize you're, you're smart and you're educated. I realize you, you have it together. I, I, I realize you, 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 you think you can handle this on your own. But listen, 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 listen. Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened and stressed out and tired and fatigued. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You see, friends, uh, you, you, you need some rest. You, you need to learn to come to Christ. You need to learn to meditate on Christ. You need to learn to take your pressures, your problems, and bring them to Jesus. And Jesus said, here's what I'll do for you. I'll give you rest. Listen, some of you right now, you're not sleeping well. You stress it out. You're doing things to your physical body that's not good because of, because of stress. 
Do you have attitude problems? Because of stress. And what you need to do today is, is come to your heavenly father. Bring it to him. Bring him the problem. Bring him the concerns. Bring him the pressures. Come to him and let him give you rest. You need rest for your soul today. You need rest for your mind today. You need rest for your body today. And Jesus Christ offers rest if you'll come to him. Would you close your eyes with me right now? As we sing this song, sir.